0: back to the winner's circle i'm spencer and i'm zach zach how you feeling man how's life i'm tired tired
1: city council wearing you down doing all the things i'm ready for retirement i think <laughs> just want to speak <laughs> retirement my from real estate retirement from city council no nah, i'm just kidding uh, life's good just uh you know staying busy as always just trying to be productive and bring value to the world and here we are once again trying to bring value to our listeners. Yeah, yeah, and the weather's super nice. It's sixty-three degrees in Ohio, which um, you it could, know, it could be twenty. Second. It could be twenty tonight though, because it's yes. Ohio.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's going to drop back down tomorrow. But we had sixty degrees yesterday, sixty degrees today. So I'm not I'm not going to complain. But me and Zach just got back from family reunion. Family reunion, which is Keller Williams' big conference um, last week in Florida, which was eighty degrees. So that was we got a little spoiled by that, but. uh Maybe we we'll to have an episode to kind of recap and what you learned from family reunion.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of good leadership uh skills, and qu- I'm a big quotes guy. One of my goals in life is to write a book on quotes that I've heard <laughs> throughout my life. I love how my wife makes fun of you for your quotes. One day, one day it's gonna it's gonna be a bestseller. If,
0: sometimes he'll tell like a quote to me, and my wife, and my
1: wife will just like be dramatic. And be like, oh, Zach, that was so powerful! Like, I just think about deep. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so anyways, uh, let's
0: get to it. Yeah, let's jump into it. So we got our first ever time of having a sibling from a former guest. So we had uh, we had uh, this guest's brother on in season one, uh, Daniel Million, who owns uh, a, a large commercial construction parts business. Um, he also owns a bunch of rentals and Airbnbs as well. And we got his brother here today talking about storage facilities and Airbnbs um, and how he got started uh, in in those businesses, which I am super pumped to hear about storage units because that's something I'm definitely interested. I know Zach, you've had a little bit of interest in the storage unit side mm-hmm. of things, but I'm really interested to hear some of the numbers, how, you know, how you get into it, you know, what what makes a good, I guess, a development and, and piece of land to put the storage facilities because I know we discussed um I I had the guest we kind of had a conversation and he said that it was like 80, 80 something percent of storage facilities have closed down in the last 10 years or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I was, um, <clears throat> we were discussing before. Um, you know, there's been more foreclosures on storage probably in the last five years and tw- than 20 years combined. That's really? not because the market's, uh, bad, uh, for storage. It's just a lot of people have that old mindset of, you know, if you build it, they will come and you can just throw one up in a
0: cornfield out in the middle of nowhere and it's going to fill up, which was just, isn't always the case. So, Which is funny because I was selling a commercial property uh, last year and the guy was like, why don't you buy it? And I'm like, well, I was like, I thought about it maybe for like commercial uh, or maybe thought it for a um, for storage unit facility. But, you know, we have to get rezoned and whatnot. And I was like, I don't really have that kind of money right now. And he's like, oh, man. And I was like, plus, I don't know if it technically would make a good, you know, spot for a storage facility. He's like, and he said the same thing. He's like, I'm sure you've heard this quote before, but man, if you build it, (laughs) They will come. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always easy to put somebody else's money up, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like with social media, like I feel like storage units have kind of gotten really trendy because of YouTube and TikTok and stuff like that. And uh, just the Internet in general, I feel like it, I've seen, like you said, over the past, past five years, they've just exploded that in car washes I feel like yeah. storage units and car washes have just exploded in the last five years yeah
2: and i think with storage units a lot of people think oh i can i can build a simple uh, metal building <clears throat> you yeah. know so they don't really think through the whole process but like you said you know doing a lot of research i would say research 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 because you know uh i know um we have our uh, storage units in lynchburg uh, virginia which is where i started we wanted to move back home so i started looking for some around here and um you know, one of the mistakes I made is I didn't I didn't do enough research on on what zoning is always required, and and some cities I found out after looking, spending hours looking, like Springboro doesn't even allow new storage buildings. Really? So you know, knowing what area you're looking in, what zoning is required. Like I was looking at property in Franklin, and uh, after and looked at it, I talked to um, the city there, and they said that absolutely they won't, they wouldn't uh, rezone that property for storage. So. I mean, if you have a good area is, is doing your research and um uh making sure uh you know you're looking at the right properties that way you're not just
0: uh chasing your tail, so to speak. Yeah. So is there a specific zoning for storage facilities or is it just commercial, industrial, or what? It it would just yeah,
2: it's typically like some kind of an industrial, but um it just depends on on what county or, or city you're looking in. You just have to call call that city or county and ask them, you know, what what zoning is needed
0: for self storage and they would they would let you know okay so we're f- before we jump into the specifics i know we kind of went ahead of, um you know i want to hear a little bit about your life story so i really didn't formally introduce you but we got jeremy million on today and jeremy tell me your life you were born how did you get to where you are today
2: yeah so um born in madison township um you know really a blue collar family my dad uh you know we grew up on a little farm there so um you know, we were always doing farm work, cutting firewood. I remember as a child praying to God sincerely, uh, please, please don't let the wood splitter start God. And, <laughs> but at best he would delay it an hour and my dad would fix it. Um, but looking back, I really appreciate that because I think you built in me and my brother, uh, a really good work ethic, which a lot of people just lack, yeah. uh, today. Um, you know, so, uh, I don't, I don't feel like I've never been accused of being the smartest guy in the room or anything like that, but, um, But you haven't, definitely not lazy. (laughs) Having a good work ethic can get you a long way. So, just some common sense and a good work ethic, um, I feel like has got me pretty far. But yeah, so I grew up in Madison, um, moved to Lynchburg, Virginia, kind of followed my brother there to Liberty University. Uh, Ended up joining the Army National Guard actually about a year before I graduated, just because I was working two full time jobs trying to do school. So, I thought, well, I'll join the uh, Army to help pay for the school. So, I got out of the uh, Army. And, um, I met my wife, she was working at a, um, a restaurant and, uh, so went in there for some seafood, came out with some Brazilian. So she's from Brazil and, uh, I'm going to add that to my quote book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, she couldn't, she couldn't, uh, resist. So who can blame her, you know, but, um, what did you get the, what did you order? I don't even, I don't even like seafood. It's a funny thing. I went that's in, what? I was in college and I went with a, uh, actually I was with another girl but it was my, it was just a friend. Oh, uh, it I was like, Oh, it really was a friend. It <laughs> you was uh, a date then met your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was a, a friend of, um, one of my best friends, girlfriends actually. And we were in there just to eat. She likes seafood, but I guess it was meant to be. Um, so yeah, I met, met my wife there and, uh, joined the army national guard. I got back from that, we got married and, um, actually I was just working a couple part-time jobs and, uh, put an ad on Craigslist for, um, moving help. I had a little pickup truck. I thought, well, maybe, Maybe a uh, you know older woman or somebody needs help moving a piece of furniture. So you're, I didn't,
0: you're still in college at this time.
2: I well, I, I never went back and finished. So I you know I got out. I, w- I was gonna I had intentions to go back and finish. Um, I was working a couple part time jobs
0: and, um, and you're like I need some extra money. I've got a little pickup truck and
2: yeah, and I didn't even I know moving out on a, Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know moving was a thing. I I wish I had a cool story like Mark Cuban where I was selling stamps when I was like ten years old and taking over the world. But no. Um, I I kind of, kind of when I was older, I, I, so, you know, I put that ad up and I was surprised actually somebody called and so did the first job. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. I did a, did a job, made some money. And, um, so that kind of, uh, you know, I guess lit the fire in me to see, see that there is a demand
0: for that. And that kind of, uh, started growing the moving company from there. That's awesome. So it's funny, like Craigslist was kind of your start and I know Zach Craigslist was kind of your start as well getting for subway owners and also yeah you're starting the uh and in, into real estate investing and yeah. you still check craigslist every single day every single day Like he told me that a couple weeks ago i'm like why you are you giving check? all my secrets away now yeah, You're right, <laughs> I got you. we, we can believe that out. <laughs> there's plenty to go around uh but i think it's just like cool people think that craigslist is like this dying thing and like you just had like this truck and you're like you know i've talked to guys like they want to start a business and they're like mm-hmm. they have to like they're like oh i need 15 20 grand because i want to do it the right way it's like dude just start it like just start it in your garage just start it cheap and like go from there and like that's what you did exactly
2: yeah i think that's the best way to build build a business is just uh slowly and organically i guess and um yeah craigslist we you know that was 12 13 years ago so i'm sure it's less popular now than it was
1: you know, I know Facebook and different yeah. things are a lot more yeah, it's, popular it's now. Yeah, I don't find much on Craigslist anymore. He's, he used to li- he's be... lying to you guys. No, it's <laughs> true. I used to find something every month. Now it's like once a year, but still it's like for that one hidden gem, it's worth it. But anyways. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I used to get like for sale by owners to try to list because through Craigslist and now it's like
0: it's a lot more dry because of Facebook Marketplace. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, So how did you get? So you started that through Craigslist, just doing a little bit of moving. And then was it just you and your truck, or how did you grow your moving business from there? When did yeah. you hire your first employee, because now you've got <clears throat> what twenty employees, and you've got moving company down in Virginia. You don't have a moving company here, right? Just uh, no. Virginia, yeah, just Virginia. You don't want to deal with it up here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I found the right guy, maybe we could, but yeah. Um, and so, and you live up here full time, yeah. You and you run a twenty-something person moving in storage facility company all the way down in Virginia. Yeah. You know, it's pretty like, amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, luckily I've been blessed with really good uh, managers. Um, you know, they're really trustworthy and and do a good job when I'm not there. So that's really hard to find as well. So I've been really blessed. I have a, a great storage manager, a great GM and a great moving manager uh, down there. So that let, let me kind of be able to move here. If I wouldn't have had those guys, I wouldn't have been able to make that move. So what was the point that you knew
0: you could make money on the moving side?
2: Probably the first job, means I was used to doing hourly hourly jobs, like, you know, uh, or working for someone else my whole life. So, um, you know, I did the first job and moved like a couch or whatever it was. And I was like, wow, I just got like a hundred bucks that would have took me like a day and a half to make it my other job. So, and I got, you know, made that in an hour. So, Um, so yeah. And then my first house I bought, it was a, I turned it into a duplex. So um, at the time I wasn't married, Um, I was renting out the top half of the house. And then I, in the basement, I had two rooms. So I was renting out uh, one room to another guy. And so he would help me when I would get jobs. So it was kind of, um, you know, sporadic when I would get to work. So that really helped me be able to start because I couldn't hire someone, obviously part-time or full-time, but once I started picking up and then I was able to hire, you know, have someone else come uh, help me and supply them a job full-time. And um, I just had a little green pickup and a little four by eight open trailer. I can't believe the things we would move, we'd do like a whole house, like a two thousand square foot house with this little pickup truck. It's looking back, it's like wow, an I can't open trailer we started not that, e- not even a little close, open, really? no. And then we had like a like a two foot side on it, oh and we would God. just pile <laughs> pile stuff on. <laughs> but um, you got to start somewhere, and um, you know, we did like a lot of junk removal and hauling and things like that. So, but um, we kind of uh, just grew it from there to where I was um, doing enough where I could hire a couple guys, and we bought our first truck and uh actually pick a, a box truck and um and then I got to where i was um had you know a couple of crews of guys, and I kind of went back to doing most of the labor in office to mainly just office work, and then I kind of got to where we grew enough to where I could hire a guy to help me in the office um so yeah, I kind of grew grew from that so so
1: that's, I was gonna say it's similar to your brother's story uh working out of the basement of his house, uh the first place he bought. So it's kind of funny you guys have such similar upbringings and as far as that go. The yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny. His his uh name of his company is all make solution AMS and mine mine is American Moving and Storage AMS, which we didn't even we definitely wasn't playing. But yeah, you know, there's a lot of a
1: lot of parallels uh yeah. with this but your parents must have uh, they must have done something right, right? Yeah. Well, it's just you two, right? Uh, well, we, no, we have another older brother. Oh, uh, he's, he's
2: about eight or nine years older than oh, us. Oh, so he's and quite he, a bit older. Yeah. And he he actually works for, he's a manager for Daniel.
0: So. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you were house hacking before house hacking was a thing. So you, you bought your first house. You had, you had, you turned into a duplex. So you had people living upstairs and downstairs. Yeah. The, and so you were the, and it then was, then you were the
2: yeah, I, I just had to do a little bit to modify it into a duplex. So that really helped me because you know, I was able to run out the top, which paid for the mortgage. And then I had you know, a roommate that was paying most of the other bills. So I was actually living there and making a little bit. Um, so I think that was, a, uh, you know, a way for me to be able to transition. Cause you know, when you first started business, a lot of times you're not uh, making ends meet, Yeah, you know, so it takes time. So that that gave me a little cushion there to, to better grow the business and not have to worry
0: about if I'm working tomorrow or not or working for somebody else. So, so did you make money your first year in the, in the moving business?
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, man, I just did it under the table and I didn't even really keep track of a whole yeah. lot just, but we'll uh, take that part. I was here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. IRS is going to come after
0: you for
1: 15 yeah.
2: years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, so we, we did, I did the first couple of years under the table and then uh, seeing there was a big demand for storage with moving everybody say, Hey, you know, you know, uh, we're, you know, where a good storage place is. So like, off. Well, man, if we had storage, we could fill it up with through this moving company really fast. So,
0: Um, so that's kind of how, uh, we, I got the idea to go into storage. So tell us the journey of of your first, how did you get your first property? Cause I knew you did owner financing. Talk about, elaborate on that because I know a lot of people are like, they don't even realize they can do owner financing on different properties and whatnot.
2: Yeah. So, um, when I got my first property, that must've been around 2000 or commercial property was around 2000, I guess it was 10 or 11, somewhere around there. So So the market tanked. um, Yeah, the market was probably a little more wide open than it is now, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I found a piece of property that was uh, the owner. He's an older guy and he's he's pretty well off in that area. Um, And uh, he has a lot of different properties and uh, apartment complex, things like that. And he was willing to do owner financing for me because I didn't have the business financials to be able to do it because I wasn't even technically a business yet. Um, so I was able to find somebody that was willing to, uh, do owner financing for three years with a bloom payment at the end. And I was able to, um, talk my brother into, uh, I didn't really talk him into it, but, um, investing in the company. So he's part owner, um, of the storage, uh, business. Um, so he was, Which I'm he, sure he's happy. He
0: made that decision.
2: <laughs> yeah, he is. It, it's, it's really paid off for him and I'm happy. So that kind of is a little extra drive for me too. Cause you know, it's just not just me. It's my brother not want to let him down, you know? Um, so that, that kind of, I didn't really need any more motivation, but that's definitely a, extra motivation when you're, you know, overseeing, um, somebody else's investment, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, but yeah, so we were, I was able to put those two together and, and, um, we built our first, uh, uh, two storage uh, buildings. It was only, uh, 49 total, uh, units. So it was two buildings around 30 by a hundred foot each and, um, about 25 units per building. So we were able to get those built and filled up and we built a third building just out of our pocket. Um, and then we still had, uh, several acres. So we, we built out the rest, um, uh, uh, with a loan, but still put in a lot of
0: our own, um, money from the company into it so to be able to build some equity and so would you buy your first so you bought a piece of land from this guy owner financing five years with a balloon at the end what did you pay for that how many acres was it it was a uh, four acres
2: and it was owned industrial so you could basically build there as camel county virginia it was you could build anything you wanted on it commercially so and how much that cost it was uh, i believe it was two uh 220 um we
0: put 20 down and then you paid them off before the five years hit i'm guessing
2: yeah and then at the end it was actually three years so at the end of the three years we just had to go through a uh a we went through a local uh, bank to get a commercial loan and we had enough the property is worth enough at that time and we you know had been in business long enough where they were willing to um uh, finance that for us through a traditional this commercial loan um, and we, we built a lot through equity. So, um, you know, so we built the, the third building just out of pocket. And then the, uh, we did a um, 8,000 square foot climate control. And um, we went from about 75 units to about 250 um, with our phase three, our last uh, phase, but we had to, we did have to get a loan out, uh, partial loan out for that. Um, but we did so well on that. I, I built all the buildings myself, um, you know, just to save money. You just basically bought like a kit, like a storage. Facility yeah. Kit. I just ordered it from a, a building supplier and you can, you can go online and there's several and you can just get quotes from various, uh, uh, building metal building, uh, suppliers. But, um, and then, you know, I contracted it out myself. So that saved a pretty good amount of money, just doing the contract work and, uh, overseeing it and building the buildings ourselves. You know, I just use my, my moving guys and, uh, use them to help me build the buildings are pretty simple um they're just bigger big uh sets that everything comes prefabs so it's ma- mainly just putting it up and screwing
0: screws in so it isn't overly complicated so you had you had 230 by 100 buildings which was how many units at the beginning it was a uh, 49 units total or yeah, forty each Building. 49 total total which is not that much right? yeah
2: really not that much no and okay. then we built a third one um that got us up to like 77 units and then we built in our last phase we actually built a decent amount in, like an eight thousand square foot climate control building and uh several more uh standard uh
0: buildings and you're um, building a new you're new you're building another like facility down there right
2: yeah and then you know after we got that those done and we got them filled uh the, the property across from me had 10 acres it was an old farmhouse and uh property and it went it got uh, f- uh didn't get foreclosed on but the owner passed away and it was an estate for his kids um so uh so that was sitting there for about a year and um so i decided to go ahead and put a, a bid in on that and uh luckily i had so much um Equity in our current property, I didn't even have to put anything down for it. The bank just um, bought it. You know, I was able to get the loan through the bank with with no money down and and get that property and and that, that basically property, like a blanket loan on it. Yeah, and then that property was around. I think it was. I think it was listed like at three fifty, but it was sitting there for over a year. And my realtor, I said, "Man, let's put an offer in for um you know like $280 And oh, that isn't going to work, but you know we we can try. Yeah. So they went down. Uh, quite a bit down to like three twenty, and he's like, This is I can't see him coming further down than this. Let's just go ahead and take that off I said,', no, let's just go up five thousand. Oh, you're one of those guys, <laughs> so we went we went up five thousand and
0: they accepted it really? so so you got it for two eighty five
2: yeah, and uh so quite quite a bit less than they were listed for which we were I was happy about and um and then uh yeah, so it was ten acres of industrial as well. At a farmhouse, we converted that to an office. Our our office we were using technically shouldn't even have been an office. We just on the end of one of the buildings, we just uh, were using as our office, like actually a, just a storage unit, more or less, that we, I put a door on <laughs> and <laughs> we were using it as an office for, for a just, long you time. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so now that property we converted, um, the downstairs of the house into an office, the upstairs, we actually turned it into an Airbnb. And um we're built, we just completed um a twenty thousand square foot um warehouse. Uh, it's a climate control uh for commercial and residential. It's about half and half and we have two loading docks on it, which is really nice. That kind of separates us from a lot of the competition there because no one has any loading docks for like residential, which is really nice. If you have a you ever moved and you have a box truck and you're going in the storage, you can just back right up to it and be on floor level, which is a lot nicer. after to take everything off off and on back onto the truck. So that's really nice. So you grew that from just a piece of land to how many units is it now? Uh, now with our new building, I think we have about 340 units and we also added some parking. So I think we have about 60 parking spots. For semis
0: and semi-trailers? Yeah, semi-trailers and RVs and stuff. So What's like a semi, if you don't mind me asking, what's what do you, what do you charge for a semi-truck to park there a month?
2: For the semi-trucks, we, we charge uh, $90 for for RVs and things like that, anywhere from forty to sixty dollars, just depending on the size. And all you got is a gravel parking lot, right? Yeah, and that, that's really um, easy money there. You know, it isn't a lot of it isn't a lot of cost in uh, just putting gravel down, and um, really uh, very minimal upkeep. Which is another thing I like about the storage: it is minimal uh, upkeep and maintenance, and um, not a lot of stress. Like moving is opposite; it's completely high stress. A lot can go wrong. High risk, too, because, you know, we've and during our uh, 10 years of moving, we've actually had two trucks overturn on the highway and just lost whole, you know, people's, you know, people's lives was in that whole truck and it's scattered mm-hmm. along the highway. And there's obviously a lot of risk with that. And, um, and you got insurance and stuff like that. Yeah, we have also. insurance, but there's still, you know, still a high risk thing. Yeah. And a lot can go wrong on every move where
1: storage, it, it's really, it's really low stress. That's all I like about it. So, so what's your ultimate goal with all this? Do you want to expand down there? Do you want to put some up here? Where, where do you want to go?
2: You know, we, we have um, plenty of room on our property there to expand. So I thought about buying other properties there, but if if uh, the, our warehouse gets full pretty quick, which I'm pretty sure it will, I'll just stay on our piece of property and try to expand. We still have several acres on there to build more. So I want to kind of, this is the first time we've gotten into commercial and semi-parking. So depending on how that goes, you know, um, if there's a big demand for it, we That'll kind of show us what we need to do there, and then either we bought um we're building some storage beside uh, my brother's business, and um uh, so we've built half of them. We've built two two buildings, and we still have two to build, and so that's kind of a process as well. And we built we bought a property up the road from there on our Route Four, and we uh, converted a, a warehouse into climate control uh, storage, and we were going to do storage there as well, but it just the cost um, wasn't worth it for. Uh, it just didn't work out
0: for building storage behind that property. So, so I'm with I'm sure with inflation and everything. So back in the day when you built those thirty by one hundred buildings, like what did it cost for that kit?
2: Man, that, that's remember. a long time ago. Um, yeah. It's probably tripled I, I know the, I know the, triple the cost. Now. I can tell you the the last um, building we bought, um, it was the twenty thousand square foot warehouse. I believe that was like around one hundred and forty thousand and and my manufacturer said if i would have bought that like and this was a couple years ago he said if i would have bought a year later it would have been like 30 or 40 percent more and that was about a year ago when he told me that so i'm not sure how much more it would be now when i bought it like three years ago but considerably
0: more so did that like try did that almost keep you away from building your your massive eight uh how many your? Twenty thousand square foot with the docks. Yeah, twenty thousand square foot. Was that kind of hard? Like, because obviously you just built that, correct?
2: Uh, yeah we, we just we just finished that. Um, it, it was a it was a little bit of a challenge. We hadn't built that big of a building before. I've never built any new loading docks. Um, so there was a little more. It was a little more involved. Um, once you still I, did all the work yourself with your. Yeah, I still did it all myself. Um, and contracted out things like concrete and the um, excavation um you know one surprise we had on that because it was such a big building we had to build a either build a firewall or put in a sprinkler system um so you know just trying to think ahead and uh because a lot of those things can add a lot of cost uh unforeseen cost and that's that's how a lot of people get in trouble and end up getting foreclosed on is um things like that popping up another thing is erosion and sediment control a lot of people don't think about that especially if you've never done a project before i never had didn't really know a whole lot about it. But like in Virginia, they're a little stricter on it than here, just because Virginia's a, a little more uh, leans on the liberal side. So a lot of the, the area I'm in is conservative, but the state overall is pretty strict on um, erosion and sediment control. So actually, I, we have to build bioretention ponds there, which can be all up to like $100,000. I mean, they're really expensive. So it But you a- have
1: to build those in neighborhoods here, the, the same type of deal, I assume, whenever you put in like a newer HOA neighborhood. You have to build them here for certain things as well. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. The house I'm building yeah. is going to have a
2: retention pond. See, like the retention ponds it. aren't too bad. Like we have to build those here and there, but the bio retentions is. Oh, um, okay. I don't know what that is. Which they might require. I'm sure they require them here sometimes, but but talking to the county about what's required, erosion sediment control can add a lot of extra cost to a project as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: We interrupt this podcast to bring you today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Dante Zampetti with Movement Mortgage. If you know somebody or maybe yourself that is looking to buy, refinance, or build a brand new home, first of all, make sure you call Zach and I to to help you out with that. But if you need the financing portion, Dante's got you covered. Doesn't matter what state you live in. Doesn't matter if you're VA, conventional, FHA. No matter what loan time, Dante is your guy. I promise you, he is competitive when it comes to closing costs and has the most competitive interest rates. So if you haven't refinanced in the last couple of years or even the last 12 months, I would definitely 100% recommend refinancing and definitely give Dante a call. He's giving special discounts to our listeners as well as he, I promise you, is the most competitive when it comes to interest rates and closing costs. I personally used him on my loan and my family has used him and I would never use somebody that I don't trust or believe in or refer somebody that I don't trust or believe in. Um, especially promote somebody on the podcast that I don't trust or believe in. So if you're, again, if you're looking for a loan officer, no matter what state you live in, make sure you go to apply with Dante.com. That's apply with D a N T E.com. Dante Zimpeti is a mortgage lender for movement mortgage, equal opportunity, fair housing lender, and I'm a list number one, four, five, two, two, five, six. So if you don't mind, breaking down like what people i mean when you think storage facilities people just think like oh i gotta buy a kit and buy some land and throw the kit up but what are some other costs like you obviously have electric you've got some do you have to put sprinklers in every single storage unit like just a normal storage unit or no no you don't okay.
2: you don't even have to have um lighting and in, in like the standard unit so that so that's nice um, a big cost is excavation so when you're looking at a property just seeing the layout of the land um, because that that's a huge. That's probably one of the biggest costs. Sometimes can be even bigger than the cost of the buildings. Yeah. Um. So that that's a big cost when you're looking at a property. Is is it is it zoned correctly? Um. You know, there's setbacks on property. A lot of people don't think about that, but sometimes there's setbacks. Sometimes there isn't. But if a property's narrow, you know, and there's a 50 foot setback on each property, um, side, it might not be of worth. That's kind of what we ran but into yeah. the property owner out for. It's just such a narrow. Property to excavation is would be really costly. They said we'd have to run, uh, we'd have to put fire hydrants in behind the property, which would have been like fifty thousand dollars, and put in concrete curbs. And by the time we got figuring out all the costs, it was like this won't even be close to uh, worth worth the building cost. So, um, so yeah, that's a big cost. Excavation, um, the building obviously, um, and then another thing to think about is is typically it might take up to a year to get plans, you know, to hire an engineer, architect, get plans, get a site plan passed with the county or city. So um, all that time, you're going to have to just be paying the mortgage out of pocket. And then even after it gets approved, you know, it might take another year for the excavator to do his work and to get the buildings up. So you're looking at a couple of years, you know, two to three years, honestly, before you even get the buildings built. And money coming in, then it might take a couple of years after that, you know, depending on your location, how good of a location it is, it might take a few years to get to your break even point. So it's definitely a marathon game and not a sprint. So it's not as easy as it sounds. No, and it's not as easy as it
0: sounds for sure. Yeah. So is your end goal, like, do you have an end goal of like when you want to have these paid off, like 20 years, 25, 30, like what are most of your like loans? What's your goal to pay this off? Our commercial loans are uh, 20 years, like the the one in Virginia. We just
2: refinanced it all into one loan a couple of years uh, ago um, when we did this 20,000 square foot warehouse. And um, I I haven't really decided yet because we might pay for expansion out of pocket and not worry about paying extra on the loan. Or we might, you know, so it just depends um, on what what we're deciding. I I like building equity, so um, we try to put as much money as we can
0: um back into the company as possible. And the beautiful thing too is like not only do you own a nice like residual income like with with storage facilities, but at the same time you own a decent chunk of real estate. So like if that area ever booms or wherever you have your, you know, your real estate at, like you've got 14 acres down in Lynchburg, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a that's a great thing. When if it booms, I mean you could you could be sitting on a three, four million dollar property because it's near a kind of a you, know, it's, you said it's off kind of a nice commercialized area, correct? Yeah, it is. It's an up-and-coming area there in Lynchburg.
2: And when I bought it, it was um, kind of right on the outskirts, but you could see the way the city was growing out. It was going to be growing that way, and it has since then. They've built a, a, a really high-end um, subdivision just a quarter mile away and uh, uh, about a half a mile the other way. They built a, a really high-end apartment complex, so Lynchburg's really grown a lot. Liberty University—I don't know if you guys know where that is. That's but, where my wife graduated. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah so um, that's a really good school, but um, it's it's just blown up. Liberty has these last ten years, and uh, so so is
0: Lynchburg. So yeah, I thought I told you my wife. Maybe I didn't. Uh, yeah, she just gra- she graduated there. Went on campus. Beautiful, beautiful campus. Blown up. Uh, so if someone came to you today, it was like. Hey, I want to buy your 14 acres and build a neighborhood, you know, whatever. What would you sell that that full facility and land for? Like what would be the number that would make you sell it? Man, I don't know. You I've got never, a lot of you got a lot of money, you've got a lot of time, you got a, I mean, and then also like looking ahead, you're going to have a really nice once you get all the debt paid off. You're going to have a ton of residual income.
2: Yeah, I don't know, man. It, I'll just say it would take a lot cuz um that's that's our bread and butter and um Mm -hmm. so that's that's
1: kind of my retirement too right now so we always joke around in real estate and say what's the number what's the uh, number to get out yeah well you don't have a number 10 million 15 oh man yeah
0: i don't know i'd hate to throw something out there i don't know it'd be (laughs) multiple million yeah (laughs) so you have 430 units down there correct
2: um i think about 350, 350 and then uh Sorry, we're we throwing have, a lot of numbers. I'm just trying yeah, to track no, it down. Yeah, no, it's fine. We have, uh, we, and we have like I don't know. I think around like sixty to seventy
0: parking spots. Okay, so you have three hundred fifty uh, storage facility units. Plus, you have an eight thousand temperature temperature controlled facility. Is that in, does that include the three hundred fifty?
2: Is there a three? Yeah, so we have the the twenty thousand square foot warehouse that's climate controlled, and we have the uh, an
0: eight thousand. Square foot climate control as well. So when you say the 350 units, that's including the 20,000 and the 8,000.
2: Yeah, that, foot that's over. all of them. Okay. This 20,000 square foot, when it's a lot less units, but it's a lot bigger units. So, you know, instead of doing traditional five by tens to, you know, 10 by 20s, most of them are 10 by 30. So most of them are like 300 square feet and up, even like 600 square feet and kind of flex space for commercial. So, and what what's your like average you charge down there first? For your storage units, I think for the bigger commercial ones, they're about a dollar, dollar a square foot. Um, I think for the um, regular climate control, you know, I think it's like around a dollar, dollar and a half a square foot.
0: So you're making like 110, 120 for your average unit down there in Virginia?
1: Yeah, I would say somewhere around there. So what's what would you say like once you get them up and running and like factor in, let's say the loan or whatever, what, what's your profit margin that you're running at?
2: You know, I would say a um a good a good profit margin uh for storage is after you uh should be like about forty forty percent should be cost. So you should have about a sixty percent profit margin once you get that's insane everything you know but that, it takes a while to get there so it's definitely a marathon four and years lot, five years. a lot of to people don't, don't make it that's why i guess they get foreclosed so
1: now, that but. makes sense i guess and especially because I, so i used to work at u-haul years ago that was my first job out of high school and we had a storage um facility there and i remember i i was one of the guys that had to sit there and call all the late pays and i don't know how many people we had that were late every but like you knew them all by heart you knew when they were going to be late. You knew what day they were going to come in and actually pay. So they were serial like late fee people. Like that's sort of what we started calling them. But it it was never empty, and it was always in use. So it it, it was a good location. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't see where you can really go wrong with it. It's just like you said, just getting to the very end, which is like you said, probably a part of the reason because it's not like there's any less demand now.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and the good thing about storage, it's um, you know, recession proof from what I've heard, you know. If if it's if you're knock in re- on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, if you're in a recession then then people are downsizing.
1: It's even better, yeah. And they
0: need somewhere to store their stuff if well if they foreclose on a unit, then you can just you can you have to do a uh, auction, right, by law. Yeah, you do. It's a big pain to
2: auction. We try, oh, we try our best. It's not worth
1: it. Yeah.
2: We, yeah, we try our very best. Like if somebody's um, that late and we'll just say, hey, just we'll settle for this amount. And if you'll just come get your stuff and we'll give you a day to get out because it's, it's really not worth having to put in. You have to put an ad in the paper, too, and
0: send all these letters. and. Hire so you can't just be like, OK, you've, you haven't you're foreclosed, you know, you're out. We're gonna take your stuff and like. Yeah, wish it was that easy. Like <laughs> just because you see those ones. I mean, what's the TV shows? There's yeah, a like the TV storage wars, storage wars. Yeah. yeah, and like it's not like that. I mean, TV shows life. glamorize no, everything, including real estate. Like people are like, oh man, selling sunset. Like I want to get real estate. It's yeah, like, just yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, <laughs> the first
2: the first unit we auctioned off it was like full of empty beer cans and like needles and <laughs> nobody bit on it. <laughs> it, was, it was like this so is not you, like the TV show at all. So
1: it it was I remember because the same people would come to the auctions every week or however often we did them. And they would usually be, they would say out of like 10 units, like one would be something that had something in it. So it was basically just people's junk. But like people would, you'd be scared of those people too. Like I, I will say like some of those people, they come in like cussing you out and yelling at you. Like, I I don't even know what they, I don't remember exactly, but. Well, and you, your average age probably for the storage
0: unit people is I'm sure older, correct? Like probably 55, 60 for yeah, I would say it's definitely older. Yeah, especially yeah. around here I feel like. Yeah, if it, it, that, down there it's, it's probably a little a really younger, crowd, especially with the college and stuff like that. Um, but like I feel like, you know, those older guys are going to probably be like the more hoarder type. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I'm just kind of guessing, but Yeah, we love hoarders. That's <laughs> our favorite people. <laughs> they don't
1: leave. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's true. That's true and hopefully they pay your So do you do like an auto debit or is it their job to like pay it? Yeah, we we can set people up on auto AutoPay. We have a really good, um,
2: sure you like software that. that. Yeah, it's it's really simple. You can just run all your credit cards every day, and it tells you who's late and what units need locked. And when I first started, we just had a piece of paper, and we would just try to make notes oh on gosh. it. And that was the biggest mess in the world. We would we would someone would call, we forget to write it down, and then we're calling them saying they 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 owe us money and they wouldn't. And they'd be cussing us out I'm like, "What are you talking about? We gave you this money." And so it, we've definitely learned a lot. We've come a long long way from
0: when we first started. So so you have 350 units in virginia you've got 50 60 parking spots in virginia oh uh, yeah and then how many units do you have in middletown
2: well um right now we have our first two buildings we have 70, 70. and those got full and then so um we're going to be building our other two i started to build all four at once and then i was like you know what i'll just why build all four when it's going to take a while to fill these up anyway so i built the first two buildings and you know, it probably took a year or a year and a half to get those uh, filled up from after I got them done. Um, so now this, this spring I'm going to be, uh, building the other two and trying
0: to get some parking there. Can I ask how much like that cost you to build? And I know you did a lot of the work yourself, so you saved a lot of money, but like what, so you have two buildings, right? In well, table. we had uh four buildings. I think those were, What's each building?
2: Cost? Those are about one hundred and ten for all four of them, and there we have two thirty by two hundreds and two ten by two hundreds, um, and then uh, you know the concrete. It, it's uh, that's that's really the biggest, uh, probably the other biggest cost. The so land there is, is really nice because it's it's mostly flat, um, so the excavation. And my dad's here; he was he's a, a professional excavator, so that saved us a lot of money. Um, that's nice. So a lot, of, yeah,
0: it's all that wood, all that wood splitting, Yeah, you know, that wood split, finally he's, he's paying he's, it back
2: a little bit. Yeah. There you go. He's paying it, paying it back. So right. cashing in on some of that,
0: he's over here. Like,
2: please don't buy more land. Please don't buy. More yeah. land.
1: Like you said with the wood splitter. Yeah. He yeah. just
2: retired last year. So, um, but he still helped us out. So we do a lot of things ourselves. Like we're digging the footers and pouring the concrete. we got some pretty good guys that do the concrete that we know that live in Madison township. So he's got a lot of those kind of connections. And, um, See, I try
0: to keep the costs as minimal as possible. So you got four hundred forty in the units that you just built, and then probably what a hundred grand in concrete or less than that. Man, I'd, I'd have to um,
2: calculate that. I think the uh, just rough. I think I think the next building we're going to do the concrete to finish it and to pour it in the concrete itself was going to be like around sixteen thousand, sixteen to twenty thousand, I believe, uh, for that. Um, so okay, about sixteen
0: thousand. So and then
1: you're sixteen thousand for an entire building. That's all you're paying. Yeah, yeah. How? how what's the square footage? I'd have to see what's um, what's the size what's of the building.
2: Three hundred times twenty. Six thousand. Six thousand. So six thousand
1: square foot. And you're paying sixteen thousand. About four inches of concrete plus footers.
2: I think it's about sixteen thousand. So what is that
1: per square foot? It's about two in the two two to three. I think
2: a yard that's of concrete's like a hundred and twenty a yard now. So you're
1: doing the concrete your guys itself, I assume. We're we we've got a guy that does it for like a dollar five a square foot.
0: Can I get that guy's number? <laughs> Possibly. When we're all flying here, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: had a <laughs> hot tub pad poured for my house, and it's six inches, and it's like a ten by ten. I think I forget, but it was like I paid like twenty five hundred for that twenty five three to three. And you just paid for an entire warehouse. You just paid
1: sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh What's the thickness of a driveway? Do you know? Four inches. Four inches, and then six is for a hot tub. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's four inches for a driveway. I'm like ninety percent sure.
0: Um, so altogether, if you just had to give a rough estimate, it's probably five fifty six hundred for building that facility out between the kits, the electric, the gravel. Um, you get the pool permits and stuff like that as well. I'm sure for electric you would have.
2: Yeah, to, I mean my, no plumbing, right? No plumbing. No plumbing, and I'm just um, I just got lights from the city instead of like having an electrician put them on. Um you know, to be able to light, but you know, most of the time you're going to need lighting outside though. Um, so yeah, I'd say that that would be pretty close, but a lot of that's the excavation. That's why you have to look ahead of time and see what, what do you think, you know, how conducive is the land to excavation? Cause that's a huge cost. We, um, yeah, and permits and things like
0: that. So. And so do you think rough estimates probably around five, six for building that facility? Yeah, I would I say so. Okay. Sorry to squeeze numbers out. I'm just like, well, I know our, the people listening are kind of, you know, I'm sure they're kind of interested in hearing those. Kind of yeah, numbers. for sure. Yeah,
1: we uh, we uh, hear. Can, the podcast, can we I can I let the numbers. audience know that his numbers are going to be a lot less than your numbers are? Yeah, well, he's doing the work himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely a good thing to know. Uh,
2: yeah, like for sure. And and another thing is, my brother, you know, he bought that property for his um for his uh, parts business. So the land was free. So the land, yeah, and that's the biggest. Probably the biggest cost, most yeah, of the time. I even but one of the I didn't biggest thing about the land, yeah, is the land. So that was already,
0: that was free. So, so you're probably for your free, first, free, for free, me. free is a four, right? free for if it's free, free for me, you not for it. Daniel, right? <laughs> so normally, if you like hired out everything and you had, you didn't have super crazy discounts on what on on the stuff, and you didn't know what you're doing, you're probably going to spend before even buying the land. I'm guessing a normal person's going to probably spend seven to seven fifty versus you were paying five fifty to six.
2: Yeah, maybe even more than that. Because yeah. I was looking at one time at like the average cost per square foot to build storage and it was pretty high. Um, but I've just always been really hands-on. Um so it's you know, definitely the long
0: game is with storage. Oh, for sure, long man.
2: Yeah, and time. in Virginia I kind of lucked out because I had that the moving company. So I wasn't overly concerned about the location of the storage unit. So I was able to go in a little bit into the country. And, um, you know, we get, we do get some customers from the location, but probably 70 to 80% of the customers in our storage in Lynchburg, we, we moved them in ourselves with our moving company. So that's, that's a huge, uh, benefit and advantage, um, we have there, you know, that I don't have here. So, and most people don't have as, as their own moving company. So well, the nice thing too, is once
0: you, once you pay off all the loans, you said 60% is where you want to be at for profit margins. Yeah. Once you pay off the loans, uh, I mean, it's that's uh, and that that 60% is after paying your loans off. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I did the math, like just a rough little math. I'm not going to say it, but like anybody can do the math, but just for your, your Lynchburg, I know you, you know, you and your brother are partners, but that's a really nice chunk of change on your residual income. So it's, I mean, that's a great retirement really. Um, And the thing is, is with storage units, I feel like, it's pretty self-sufficient you don't you maybe what need a couple employees or even if you want to do it yourself you could
2: yeah we just have one in lynchburg and um and I'm, I just manage the ones we have here because it really isn't that much work.
0: And exactly. You, if don't, you don't need to say, it, like back even, in the day. People lived there and had the big dog. I feel like living there. Yeah. Like, they don't do that anymore. Right?
1: <laughs> the big dog. Big yeah, I think that's a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but like I'm thinking like in Franklin, like there's no the one in Franklin. They live there. There's one in Middletown off of Elliott. They've got like a building there, like a house. I feel like someone's there 24 hours Hey, in Brazil.
2: They actually have like the attack uh, dogs. Like they let them out like at nighttime around like their, uh, storage property is <laughs> pretty was, crazy oh my and they have electric fences. They go all out there, man. They have to though, but yeah, I guess. Yeah. And in, in some poverty areas, it's, I'm sure it's, but it's funny I'm in sure. Brazil, the stores talk about making money. I mean, uh, storage the last time we were there a year ago, but we, the, the time before it was four years ago and the, uh, storage was really starting to kick off there. They, it was a new market. And they have just, and I, I actually went to one and I got the uh, price per square foot, and it was just unbelievable. I mean, it was just like even in a, um, even um, converted just to American dollar, stores. like it was just crazy the amount of money that they were getting per square foot there. We were in Sao Paulo, which is a really big city, but I mean, and now it's just, it's blowing up there since then. And so do, would you ever of, do one re- in, in Brazil, or is that just too far away? We we thought about it because my wife has family uh, there, but, um, It was just a little bit too too risky for us. To a little bit too rich too. And you know, São Paulo. It's it's really um, you'd have to have a lot more money to get started there. But
1: the return
2: on your investment would be unbelievable.
1: No reason to do all that risk when you're doing pretty good. No, no, I don't. I get it. I get it. Well, I think the cool thing too is
0: like you you and your brother are both very very conservative. um, You know, with your money and like how you've grown your business and you also like try to you maximize everything you can. Like your brother. You know he's got his construction business, and then now the the land that he's not using for his construction business now has the storage units on it. Yeah. Um. You also like at your storage facility, you bought the old farmhouse with the farmland. You turn that into an office and an Airbnb. Like you don't waste a single bit of like ability to make money. And so how, Airbnbs really quick. Um. Because I know we're running out of time, but Airbnbs. How many Airbnbs are do you have any partner on?
2: Well, I mean, we we don't really have that many. We just have our um. Old house in Virginia It's so a duplex. We have those two. We have the one above our office. And then we just opened up one here. Um, we have two rentals here in, uh, around this area on the property we bought on Route
0: 4. And then you've got... You've got one in, and we got Indiana, one in uh, in The big yeah. one—it's like 80 acres with a 12-acre lake. Right? Yeah, yeah, so that one's really cool. It's a really unique property. The only house on the 80 acres, right? Yeah, the only house. So it's a yeah. Really I've been cool. wanting to stay there, but you guys are a little stingy with it. I'm what? Just I'm yeah, just I thought kidding. he'd ask you a few times. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he he's like, hey, you want to? He's like, we got an opening. Uh, like in this weekend my wife was nine months pregnant I was like man I asked her she's
1: like no I'm not allowed to leave like more than an hour away from the baby. Yeah, i sure was bill. a good de- good decision
2: yeah. on her part. Yeah, I, I mean the baby the, it didn't come he probably didn't even week. have
1: an opening he just knew and he was like here's here's my get out of jail free card. <laughs> Spencer's baby was born right here we could put a little plaque in the yeah. cabin where <laughs> maybe like
0: every like yeah get a
2: discount maybe on, on this bed Spencer's baby was born <laughs> just, so,
0: just so guests will know. Oh my gosh <laughs> it's kind of it brings up a funny story we have some friends uh, some family friends that have a Airbnb in Gallenberg, and they're always like yeah we should they live in Tennessee they're like yeah we should meet up sometime like we met them in Florida we used to go to the same condo like every year uh, same complex every year and became friends with them and uh, we joke because they would they would always invite us like last minute, like basically when they knew we couldn't come. <laughs> and it was when Gallenberg was on fire over the big fires. They're like, yeah. hey, you guys want to come down this weekend and save the cabin for free? Like and my dad's like, it's on fire. <laughs> Nobody else is going to be there. So we always have like a runny joke. I know they don't listen to this podcast, but it's like. I know we have a running joke like, Oh, invite, the, invite the ferals down. the <laughs> You know, they won't come like it's on fire. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Like, you know, Daniel invited me when my wife was nine months. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, any last questions, Zach, while we wrap up?
1: Um, no, I think that's, uh, that's a lot of good information. I think it's cool. I just, Phenomenal I, I guess that it's just like anything else. It's uh location, location, location. And can you stand the test of time to make it a sustainable business? Yeah, exactly. I think that sums it up pretty well. Any
0: any advice you would give to a young man that wants to get into the or
1: young or a person, woman. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know anyone. Just kidding in between.
0: Or, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be young. Young, old, yeah, we don't discriminate. Uh what would you, what was the piece of what would piece of advice that you could give your younger self, basically? Um, I would say
2: for, for people out there, um, you the know, just find finding something that maybe you're passionate about or even just good. At. I don't know if I was necessarily like passionate about moving like, Oh, I love moving couches, but it was <laughs> something I, I did. I do like hard work, honestly, believe it or not. So so I did like that, that, uh, line of work. Um, it was something I found that I was good at moving heavy things. I found the one thing in life that I was, was able to do. Um, but that's anybody, you know, if you have a passion or something you're good at, um, you know just and start small a lot of people want to start really big you don't most people who are doing well didn't start out um the way they are you know they most people start small and uh grow organically
0: so what's funny is you say you love like hard labor but like now it's like you have the ultimate like passive income machines like airbnbs rentals storage units like i mean you, you it's like funny like oh i love hard labor but I got these passive incomes. I don't have to do hardly anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't love it as much anymore. So I mean, you're basically retired. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about it retired, is,
1: but he's still out there building his stuff. He just is intentional about no, his know. time and
0: what he's doing. But you don't move. You don't move anymore. You don't help with the. Move. You got employees for that, right? Yeah, I do. But I'm still really hands on in the business. Obviously, you know. Yeah. So I'm. But you I'm build still your involved. facilities yourself. And stuff yeah. Like that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just giving you crap. Yeah, I so. know. That's fine. <laughs> How yeah, old are you? I'm uh, 38. 38. That's pretty amazing. So how old were you when you got started and probably about 27, about 27 price started doing moving uh, on the side. I think the biggest thing for our guests to take away is everybody thinks, oh, you know, his brother helped him out buying his first piece of land. There's always somewhere and somebody out there that will help you get your foot, you know, in whatever business you want to do. And if you can come up with a good business plan, and convince somebody there's a family member there's you know your dad might be like yeah i'll take a loan out of my 401k and help you and stuff like that yeah i think a lot of people think like man you know he had this opportunity with his brother to help him out and buy this first piece Yeah, of it
2: land. wasn't a huge i don't want to say the numbers <clears throat> i don't know if they would want me to but it wasn't a huge amount it wasn't it wasn't that you know well, you bought a for what like, 200 and something for your first piece of land yeah, 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 about two hundred thousand. Yeah. I basically just needed the money for the down payment. I could have got there, and, and even if even if you don't got an investor, you can get there. It might just take more time. Like if, if I wouldn't have had an investor, like my brother. Luckily, I have an older brother that was doing well. But um, you know, it just would have It would have took me a few years just to save money, or you know, to be able to do that myself. So
0: mm-hmm. there's a, there's always a way, or there's a will, there's a way. They say so, and I see some similarities in your story and Zach. Like Zach now, his brothers, his brothers done what three flips, four flips.
1: Uh, yeah. Three flips now. Three flips. He's 22, two? 22. That's awesome.
0: And like, you know, you've, you kind of took him, take him underneath your wing and like helped him and coached him. But I mean,
1: he brought the money forward as well. I mean, you partnered on his first flip. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. He couldn't have bought the house without me, but, but I, he had half the money, right? Yeah. He had half the I mean, money. He saved his money. Yeah. He saved his money and he worked hard and <clears> he listened to everything I said. And I, I said, I'm, I'm happy to help you out. And we split the first one and then he's done the last two all by himself. So
2: yeah, and most people want to help out somebody if they're young and motivated. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. I mean, people love helping those kind of people out. I know I do as well, and most people do. So,
1: mm-hmm. Well, Spencer needs some help, so uh, he's young. <laughs> yeah, I
0: want to start a storage unit. You want to, you want to be my investor?
1: Yeah, yeah. man, possibly.
0: <laughs> it's a big overhead at the beginning, but if you pay it off, I mean... It, You're going to put on your tool belt. Yeah, I don't do work. I don't <laughs> do hard labor. He's I do my, a different type gotta, of hands-on. I got to flip right now, and everybody's like, so how much work are you going to do yourself like None. <laughs> hands on keyboard. I'm more hands on yeah. than he is. <laughs> I only think he owns a drill. Who? Well, I, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> He's making fun of me. And it's like, Oh, really? <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, dude. And I know we asked you some, you know, pretty uh, deep questions and, and some, Hopefully, uh, we, we appreciate all the information. Yeah, appreciate you guys
2: having me. It was a lot of fun. So It was, yeah. it was a great time. Yeah. Most people don't want to talk about storage just like an accountant. You know, like no one says,
0: oh, let's talk about what you do all day, you know, so. Well, we want to hear fun. like what it takes to really build because I feel like it's a, a lot of people have like, man, it's a it's kind of a trend right now. Everybody wants to kind of understand. And, and from the outside looking in, it looks like it's like, oh, it's just these cheap metal buildings on some cheap land. It's like, no, it, it costs quite a bit of money. And I'm sure there's, I'm sure your insurance is, pretty expensive as well so yeah i appreciate is. the 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 information so and yeah, no problem yeah well um any last any last remarks zach nope thanks again yeah yep, no thanks. problem this is the winter circle new episodes every single friday we appreciate you jeremy everybody have a nice day